0: all right everybody welcome to another episode of locked on avalanche the injuries are mounting for the abs but they're winning oddly enough so things are going well in that department they threw a couple players on ltir are trades on the way that's a big question in avalanche land And two games that we're going to talk about. One that was already played against the Canes and one that is being played tonight against the St. Louis Blues. New episode of Locked On Avalanche. coming.
1: Your Locked On Avalanche. Your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: Your team every day. Could trades be on the horizon with the Colorado Avalanche when players go on LTIR? People seem to think that's the next step, so we'll talk about that and so many other things on today's episode of Locked On Avalanche. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow us on our social media outlets, LOP and underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked On Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, avalanche at gmail.com, and follow us on our YouTube channel. Hit subscribe and get notified when a new show Goes live. All right, man. So we uh, got a game to talk about. We'll get to that in the next segment. Very good game. The Avalanche played Ooh. against the Carolina Hurricanes, uh, and we'll be seeing them again this week. Uh, but the Avs were – they're just getting decimated more and more with injuries, and they're playing better, oddly Ooh. enough, with all these injuries. But now you have Gabe Landeskog, who they have placed on long-term injured reserve along with Darren Helm, who they placed on LTIR. And we have all the other injuries that we that we know about with Val thechuskin, with Sam Gerard, uh, Bowen Byram, who we were kind of looking stuff up before we went live here. I guess there's a possibility he comes back to play against St. Louis. Um, we'll fi- we'll we'll find that out now. you know, uh, Curtis McDermott left the Carolina game with an injury. So, uh, regular season for the Colorado Avalanche right now. Business as usual. Yeah, got to love it. If we didn't
1: have a jersey sponsor already, it should be UC Health. <laughs> or uh WebMD or something oh. like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Band-Aid brand. Yeah. But no. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of like addition with subtraction. Yes, the team is playing good and they're winning games even though everybody's dropping like flies like I even saw some reports of Sampo Ranta being pulled in the third period of that Carolina game. You just don't know, and you can easily just assume everybody's injured, and each night you're just going to have to just deal with the lineup. But you also have to think about who's left, who's not on the list, and that's Kale McCarr, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Rantanen. They're going to be logging the minutes and logging the weight of this team Granted, the game tonight's against St. Louis. It's not the most difficult game on the schedule, but they're an extremely physical team. Hmm. So you could be adding more names to this list. So it's it's something
0: you definitely want to keep an eye on. I mean, any any game you play, just because it's such a fast game, obviously, you know, it's you know, it's a physical game. You could be losing a guy at any point in time. But yeah, as long as those guys, like, you can't lose any more of the top guys. Yeah, you can't. So, um, you know, you, you have if you have Cam Caralto, you, you have Nathan McKinnon. Like, you're going to be good on that end, and we saw that against Carolina, which we'll talk about <clears throat> in a few minutes. But, you know, putting Gabe Landeskog on on LTIR—that's uh, a good chunk of money that you have to play with now, especially Darren Helm, which was like a little over a million dollars. When this happens, you're opening up <clears throat> cap space to maybe go make a move, but, and, and it's, you don't just do this recklessly. Yeah. Cause we've seen what happens Vegas. When you do that, um, Vegas went out and I think just overextended themselves last year to go trade for Jack Eichel because they just felt like they couldn't contain themselves and they had to. And then look what happened. They had to get rid of a lot of guys and, and some popular guys to, mm-hmm to make that deal, not only make that deal happen with the trade, but in the offseason, get rid of some guys because they needed to make room for his $10 million salary. So just because you go out and trade for somebody when people are on LTIR, when Landis God comes back, that money's added to the cap. So it's not just like you can go over. In the playoffs, you can. That's a whole different story. In the the regular season, you can't do that. So I don't know. A lot of people are thinking that the Avs go out and make some deal. You're hearing... A lot of rumors right now. You're hearing Bohorvat, Horvat, who's going to be moved. I don't know if it's going to be now or or more closer to the trade deadline. I don't know if it's going to be the Avalanche. Um, you're hearing uh, Jonathan Taves. Uh, you're hearing Ryan O'Reilly again. I mean, these guys come with, with salary cap, and I don't know what the Avalanche would do. I mean, you would have to clear up a lot of money – to, and get rid of guys when Gabe can't comes back. I, I just I don't know I don't know the logistics of it right now. And all those especially two of the three players you
1: just mentioned there. Jonathan Taze is a shell of Jonathan Taze. Ask any Blackhawks fan. That's not the same Jonathan Taze. And Ryan O'Reilly, I get it. We've been there, done that. But you are trading age, like you're getting older players. And Mm -hmm. what good is it to make this kind of risk? They come into Colorado and they are now added to the same injury list after a couple of games. That's what you run the risk of when you're going after these bigger players. Like, Bo Horvat. I mean, yes, that does sound appealing, especially with the numbers he's putting up so far. But still, Mm. what if he comes in, sees the injury-depleted team, wants to step in there, show out, and then blows a knee?
0: yeah but you can't you can't make moves with with that be like that that's any move ever made. you can't really say like uh, I want to make this move, but I'm afraid he's gonna get injured that just comes with the territory
1: you can't well, it's, really it's,
0: you know what I mean it the LTIR thing is what freaks me out because
1: if you're bringing in an old like if you're making a move to bridge the gap until landis God comes back, don't go for an aging player go somebody that could be a stopgap, just bridge it until he comes back. Because I, I worry about every time the word trade comes up. It's always somebody who's wants one more chance. Bring in one more piece to get that bottom six going. We don't need to replace. Yeah. Like we're winning games. We're things are okay as they stand. You need supporting help. You don't need somebody to come in and be the next landis god you need somebody to get that middle six and bottom six going
0: so i mean as far as ryan o'reilly so i'll take ryan o'reilly and Bo Horvat. and for both of them the the issue is like you know Horvat's 27 okay fine so he's but he's in the last year of his deal and he comes at five and a half million dollars he's an unrestricted free agent after this year are you going to be able to resign i mean this this just just smells like rental to me And Mm -hmm. if you're going to rent somebody, rent somebody for as long as you possibly can. Don't do it at the trade deadline. You know, get get him in. I would get him in now. If if you're going to go that route, go that route now. So he comes in at five and a half million dollars. That's okay. I mean, you're gonna have to have um, either like Vancouver or St. Louis keep some salary. That would help out a ton. And then for Ryan O'Reilly. You know, O'Reilly's only 31 years old. He just, you just feel like he's like 35, (laughs) 36 years old, but he's only 31, but his cap hit comes in at seven and a half, right? So you're, you're going to have to ask St. Louis to keep uh, a good chunk of money. Um, and they have no cap space as it is. (laughs) I don't, so O'Reilly, I think maybe is a little bit on the outside looking at Horvat. You could do, but what is, You know, what, what is Vancouver going to want for him? Because, he, yeah, he can put up some numbers, and he is looking good. He's the one thing that's looking good in that team. right? It'll turn around a little bit. But the the money has to work on, on a lot of different we- levels. It has to work for the Avalanche and fitting in in their cap, and it has to work when you're going to bring Gabe Landeskog back into the fold. So he's doable if you want. If you tell Vancouver, like, keep half of it, um, and then you're – what I say? was five and a half. Yeah, he's fine. So you're, you're keeping like, you know, 2.75 Like, okay, fine. I can make that yeah. work. Yeah, absolutely. It's,
1: and especially, you mentioned that he's a rental. Mm-hmm. You are, EJ's deal falls off next year. That goes away.
0: Bye. Right. <laughs> but, but a lot of that goes towards towards Nate. Uh, Nate, right. The cap is going up. We think. It's not definite. Possibly, but we think, yeah, it's not definite. Right
1: but even with helm and landy on the ltir are we not sitting with about six and a half
0: no 6.3 no. um well with them on ltir like it just straight up cap space the abs are right up against the cap okay they're right up against it they don't have a lot of wiggle room so um is this and- where
1: you bring in <laughs> the Sam Girard conversation again.
0: Yeah. I'm sure that's what a lot of people are going to go down. Um, he's always going to get thrown in no matter what every single trade deadline. I feel like for the duration of his time with the avalanche, he he's like the new, like JT Comfer. comfort always gets brought up. Oh, JT comfort.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Retain all that salary. There you go. They'll have
1: nothing else to talk about at trade deadline.
0: He'll get brought up. Um, And just because we brought him up earlier, like Taves, you know, he's 10 and a half million and and he's an unrestricted. So all three of those guys are unrestricted next year. Uh, Taves, you are no way shape or form paying him that amount of money. So that would be, that would kind of be like, I would say, I would use the term blockbuster, um, not because he he is what he's used to be, um, but because there's going to be, Probably three teams involved in that and a lot of players and a lot of picks going around if Taves gets moved to the Avalanche. Because there's no way they're they're soaking up all of that money. It's impossible. So it, it would have to get a second team involved. Both teams retain some salary and it gets all the way down for the avalanche. I still don't see how that's happened. Uh, between these three, like kind of just talking this out with you, I just feel like Bo Horvat's the the most likely option if they wanted to go that route. But the thing is, like the avs wouldn't be the only player in getting him there, there's there's gonna be multiple teams who want to bring him in and maybe are better suited cap wise and maybe capital wise with draft picks and players to pull him in over the avalanche but they don't have sake coming farland they don't they don't and and that is uh that is a, a big uh Big thing that we have that other teams don't. So they, they, can, get the, they can get the work done. So yeah. we'll see. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see how this all works out, but it's going to be an interesting next uh, couple of weeks. I could. All right. Are we back? We're good. Yep. We're good. Yep. Yeah. Um, All right. We'll just have to see how this works out because uh, like I said, when, when guys go on LTIR, <clears throat> you kind of just feel like something is, is is on the horizon. Yeah. So we shall see. Um, all right. Let's hear from Simply Safe and then we'll get into the game against the Carolina Hurricanes that was played over the weekend. But first, Simply Safe, if you've thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up because right now, our listeners can order the number 1 rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off and this is their biggest offer of the year. You don't have to wait till Black Friday for this to happen. It's happening right now. And like we are always saying, with the holiday season here, and you're getting your deliveries and those nice, neat packages for little Johnny and little Susie, uh, you want them to open up those gifts on Christmas Day. So uh, don't run the risk of them being yanked by the neighborhood Mr. Sullivan coming around, the thief coming around. Yeah, I see you. <laughs> I know who you are. Uh, so if you're in an emergency 24/7 professional <laughs> monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from simply safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you get priority police response so don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system that we at locked on Avalanche recommend you get 50 percent off any new simply safe system at simplysafe.com locked on NHL. There is no safe like simply safe for Johnny and Susie. Yes. All right, man. So the Avs with a uh, a very nice four to one victory uh, over the Carolina Hurricanes over the weekend. Um, it, the the previous games where we were talking about, like the depth players were, mm-hmm. were starting to come around, and it's like the top guys were like. Don't forget about us as if you ever could. Yeah. Uh, but this was the Kale McCarr, Miko Ranton, Nathan McKinnon show. And you know, once again, like you, you, you're you're depleted. You you don't, and that's gonna be the the kind of talking point for a while right now. Yeah, maybe we're getting Bo Byron back. Uh, but you you're gonna have to have guys if you're not scoring fine, like if you if the depth players aren't scoring fine, but just, you know, production wise in terms of scoring, you can put that aside. You'd love to have guys like, you know, Logan O'Connor stepping up and scoring two goals. Everyone that that's fantastic. Um, but how's, how's your defense? You know, how, you know, can, can you keep them um, off the, off the stat sheet and at least against a very, very good Carolina hurricanes team, they did, but I kind of feel like Carolina kind of lost their their mental faculties uh, a couple times. It, it seems like the Avs got in their head. A very physical game overall, but I thought this was a very sound, solid game played by the Avs. And with all the injury depletions that
1: we were talking about, and we talked about the inability for production and scoring, like on the score sheet, from that bottom six... You held the Carolina Hurricanes to 0 for 5 on the power play. And that's with a depleted roster. Like, that's Excellent. a feat. That's a feat. Yeah. When we talk about the penalty kill, that that's incredible. We are 1 for 4 on the power play. I get it. That's okay. That's serviceable. We could build on that. But that penalty kill astounded me. 0 for that's... 5. I loved that. And, yeah, it was the Kale McCarr show. Nathan McKinnon and Miko doing what they do. Tied for points on the team
0: um you love to see it you just don't want to see it every night you don't want to see what every night Th- them carrying the team I- yes. i'm okay with them carrying the team because that's what they're built to do <clears throat> i what i don't want is uh let me bring up the the stats here um wow he only okay i thought he, he I thought he was gonna be approaching a little bit higher than that well you had devon Taves. i don't want Davis playing 28 minutes a night I don't want yeah. Cal McCarr playing 27 minutes a night. You know what I mean? So that's where you get into like, okay, are we how, – how long can those guys continue to do that before you wear them down? I know they're, you know, in top physical shape, but, you know, we're, we're in game 13. Yeah. You can't do that, and then when you're in game 75, expect the same thing. You're just going to wear these guys out. I get how, you know, that game – you had Curtis McDermott go out, so they're going to log more minutes because you're down a defenseman. That's a, a much bigger deal than if it was a forward. Um, but for mm, Nathan McKinnon, Dean played 20 minutes in that game. Uh, so yeah, I, I get what you're saying as far as like you don't want to rely on them all the time. Those guys are fine doing that. Mm-hmm. But you would like to see, like we've been saying for a while, you would like to see the, the depth guys maybe – help out the top lines in in scoring a little bit more because you don't you don't want to rely on this each and every night. Yeah because, they can do it even though they yeah, can do it. They absolutely can. I mean but look at your calendars everyone it's November. Like this yeah.
1: is this is where you're trying to build something. You're not trying to lean on the top guys to get you through a night. Like this is last year this is like the time of the year where Berkey has like flirts with a hat trick or JT mm-hmm. Comfer has like a one goal one assist he's going for the Gordy Howe hat trick or it's like those weird statistical nights that we all look forward to, like LOC, like two short short-handed goals. Like it's those weird nights in November. You don't want the, the big guys having to carry you through a game against Carolina. You want production to help out with that. You want a one or two goal game from Nate and then one or two other goals from the third and fourth line. You don't want to rely on this every night. And if this is the same story going into tonight where the top, the top performers get us through St. Louis. It's going to make the next game against Carolina
0: at in Carolina a little bit more difficult. It, well, that's the thing; it'll make road games difficult. Yes, because if you're if if you're relying on and, and other teams are seeing that, seeing like, hey, if we can shut that top line down, and when you know they're they're getting last change, being like the home team, like they're going to put their best line out there, and it's just going to be a little bit more difficult for that top line to you know put pucks in the net but they can do it like I, I'm not mm-hmm. I, I, I'm fine with your your top guys carrying like carrying a team. Cause that's just kind of what they're supposed to do it's what they get paid to do sure um, but I, I I agree with what you're saying in, in the fact of like you, you want hey if you can get your your daily or nightly uh, production from your your top units which you're expecting and then get some something, a good shift or two from these bottom lines where they put a puck in that, then that, that's like the added bonuses. Yep. And I think that's what every team wants to, to get like, they're, you're just going to be that much more difficult to beat. So I think it'll be interesting to see the difference between the home games and the road games um, when teams have that last change. So it'll be, it'll be, but, but, you know, if anybody can, can put up those numbers night in night out, is it not these guys? Like they're, they're primed to do this. So
1: it, it's time for Leckie to get going and what better place than against St. Louis.
0: Well, yeah, he had an assist. the other night. Yeah. He, he logged a lot of minutes. He had the most minutes for the forwards, almost uh, 22 minutes. So um, <clears throat> I thought he looked good yet. You, you know, Sampo Ranta was up there again. Um, didn't play a ton, but I thought when he was out there, I thought he was noticeable and yeah. he's working hard. He's working Very hard in the four check. So, um, I liked him. Um, same thing with Alex Newhook. He's skating so hard, but no, nothing on the stat sheet for it. Um, I, one of those things where it's just like, are, are you are you overworking yourself? Yeah. Trying to get that that like two C back. Are you are you playing a little bit too hard and skating a little bit too fast? I, I mean, he's that's that's kind of what his game is built around. So I don't want to say he's going. You know. He's trying to be a speed demon because he is. Uh, but is, is his game, you know, is he making, is he just overskating a puck every once in a while because he's just trying to be too aggressive? I don't know. I Maybe mean, a little bit tough to say right now, but I'd like the way that he's playing. <laughs> we need to start calling
1: those games Tyson Jost Knights. Oh, yeah, okay. Tyson Jost Knight. Like you, I remember seeing him out there, but he didn't do anything. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, I liked him. Um, and then you had your boy, pavo francos who who needed that he really needed yeah. that game um and and the one uh goal he let in kind of a tough he wasn't really going to save that but that was it that was the only goal that he let in i thought he was good uh solid solid game from him no complaints by me for him that game yeah it was a good game they kept the shots to a minimum on both
1: sides it was i don't think either team hit 30 shots i think it was 28 24 colorado carolina
0: twenty five, yeah
1: Yep, yeah. It Close. Yeah, I knew they didn't touch 30. So a good win for Frankie without getting peppered. So we'll take both.
0: Yeah. And the funny thing is, like, uh, it, it, it did, didn't it have the feel of like, yeah, this is like a, a brutal game. These these teams yeah. are like there was some night, like Miko had a crazy play where he checked yes. somebody and then just got the puck, just l- l- leveled this guy. Nailed him. Uh, I was you were concerned that he like really injured the guy. He did get up. But then he went back and played the puck and shielded another defender off of him, and that's when the, a penalty was called and McCarr got his second goal. That's when the the wheels start falling off Carolina a little bit, and you kind of like, man, they're playing a little bit undisciplined right now. And I don't yeah. think whoever got the penalty on uh, against Miko when they scored, when McCarr scored, I think he just wasn't happy that his player got checked. But like, all right, well, deal with that after the play. Like, you're, you're, yeah, was you're, that the Martinook charging? No. No, that
1: was... Did they call charging on him? Because I remember it standing out because I cannot remember the last time I seen charging called him.
0: Yeah, life. it doesn't really happen all that much. Um, I can't... I can't remember. No, I think it was... Oh, it was Drury. It was Jack Drury who had a hooking call. So, so Ranton and okay. check someone into the boards and Drury didn't like it. So he kind of just starts roughing up Miko, but Miko's <laughs> bigger than him. And yeah. he's just like, get off of me, flea. And uh and he had a really nice cross-eyed pass to Kale who who buried it. So the, the penalty was negated. But um yeah, they just they just I don't know, like I saw and I and I've heard that about Carolina, that they play a little bit reckless when when you can get in their head and they're not in control, which most of the time they are in control because they're a very good team. But when you're when the avalanche are kind of up on them and they're battling them and they're being as physical with them, they don't like it. And they they kind of will make silly penalties like this. and uh, it hurt them. It hurt them. So a uh, team taking the uh, personality of their coach. Yes, that's exactly right. and and that's that's what I've heard. As yep. that's where it comes from. Um, and oddly enough, like as, as physical as this game looked when you're watching it, the hurricanes only had 11 hits and the Avalanche only had 13. Go figure. But this was probably the most <laughs> bruising game that, that we've yeah. seen this year for, for both teams. Well, for the Avalanche, I should say. I don't know about it.
1: Especially if you take McDermott out, <laughs> you know it's physical.
0: Yeah, he only played a minute. <laughs> so yeah. 59. Minute. Yeah. 59 <laughs> minutes of hockey of physical hockey without Curtis McDermott is telling <laughs> me something. So uh we did do a sound check for this real quickly. Um I I, I had to go with uh nine inch nails. And uh, the song hurt, just because it's just it wasn't about the game really. It was more about the Avalanche just piling up the the games and minutes on uh, on the injured reserve. So uh, I went with Nine Inch Nails, Hurt. And what'd you do? Lover Boy, the kid is hot tonight. What's their big song? What's Lover Boy's big song? God, I have to look it up quick. But um, yeah. they they no, have...
1: it's it's a Kale McCarty like. It's, it's about time he got back to Kale McCarr business and like an off the back board kind of that crazy goal. Nuts. That like, was crazy. It's one of those like, yeah, Kale's back.
0: We can, oh, working for we the weekend. Gonna, oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah. The, the Chris Farley uh, Chippendale skit. Working for yeah. the weekend. Yeah. Uh, and Turn Me Loose is another one that's theirs. I didn't know that was theirs. Yeah. Oh, the, the Kid Is Hot Tonight is my favorite <laughs> boy song. 100%. Yeah. So. Um, so yeah, you can go check those out over on our, uh, playlist over on Spotify, LOA Soundcheck volume two. So, uh, follow that. So, um, and then finally tonight's first matchup with the St. Louis blues. No, did they already, why do I feel like they played Bennington? I, I got to check the schedule. I'm like, I'll look just I'll because look there's good. been so many, uh, games in between or so many days our in first between games. This is the first one. It is. Um, Blues are struggling. So, but they have won two in a row, and their last win was against Vegas, believe it or not, who's playing very well. So, is that something that can galvanize them and they can start playing a little bit better? Um, They are a team that has talent, clearly. You know, and if they, let's just say, they are able to beat the Avalanche in regulation. Um, they would have six wins to the Avalanche's eight. So it's not like they're that far. But, I mean, you look at the standings and they're seven points back. Sure. Um, and they're not playing well, clearly. But they got two in a row after I think they lost eight in a row, I think was that what they had. Bennington's not playing well. Uh, but he, he had, did have a good game against uh I think he was the goalie against Vegas cuz I remember seeing um the stats for that. I want to double check that, but I'm almost positive cuz they played two games in or they played against San Jose which okay. They won that. I don't think anybody really like paid much attention, but then then they went out and beat Vegas, which is like I said, a very good team to start the season anyway. I don't know. I don't know, you know, you you're going to have a a good game cuz it's a division game, but the abs need to, you know, when you, when you have a team that's kind of reeling like St. Louis is, you need to separate yourself from them even further.
1: Yeah. And like a, a broken clock is right <laughs> twice a day it, for Biddington to have a good game. It brings the save percentage up to eight ninety five. Yeah. Not good. Like we were talking about the depth needing to get going. This is the team to do it. Um, this is a team that has a little bit of confidence. The last thing you want is to be the team to, for St. Louis to find their confidence. Because, again, you have the target on your back, defending Stanley Cup champions. If they beat you, they're locked in. Now they're another problem that you have to deal with in the Central. You have to get on top of this because you faced them four times this year. This is our first meeting. So you you have to get on top of this now because yeah. it doesn't get any easier from here.
0: No, and uh, like you just have to expect St. Louis to turn it around somewhat. I, I just don't know when – like teams get off to bad starts. I get that. Uh, but when you lose like they've been losing, is there something else going on? Um, I don't know. I don't watch them all the time enough to know what that is. Uh, but you, but, you know, the stats are what they are, and, and Bennington has not been playing well. And you can get in his head. That's the yeah. thing. So if the Avs can do that, get out to an early lead, get into his head again, so he can start swinging sticks at people. Um, you know that only that only favors the Avs, But I don't, it's 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 a mystery. This is the one team that I did not really think was was going to start out this way. You don't really think a, a team that is is up for you know a playoff spot or should be in a playoff spot is going to start that horrific but they did and now they're playing catch up and they know that they're a good team. So they're going to go out there and be scrappy. I really feel like they're going to be out there and just really test the avalanche because they know they put themselves in a hole. They're good enough to get out of it. And they're going to need every single point from every single game that they can they play and that they can muster. So you're going to get a good, uh good showing I think from, from the blues because they're not just going to roll over and die. It's November. Uh If this was, you know, March, Maybe it's a little bit different, but there's a long way to go. And I think, uh, the blues are going to be up for it. And this is the first time we've seen them since
1: we knocked them out of the playoffs. And that mm. was our toughest hurdle <laughs> in the playoffs.
0: So they don't forget. Yeah. Right. And, and you heard it from the fans up and down. If, uh, the whole Nazam Kadri collision didn't happen, they thought that they had our number, uh, I think the Avalanche were too good for that, but uh, regardless, like that's that's something that's that not only in the fan base's mind, but yeah, in the, in the Blues' mind. So they're they're not happy with how their season ended. So you, it's a division game. The two teams that are always good against each other, and doesn't matter where they are in the standings, um, you're going to get a good matchup. So I think you're kind of in for a good one too. So yep. uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, We will be back tomorrow to discuss all of that, so make sure you tune in to Lockdown Avalanche as Kyle and I break down whatever happened between the Blues and the Avalanche. But that's going to wrap it up for today. Make sure you comment away on the YouTube channel, as always. And, uh, yeah, we will be back tomorrow to talk about the Blues and As and anything else. Any other injuries that may have uh, occurred? I'm (laughs) (laughs) day-to-day. Oh, you were off LTIR. I thought you were on the LTIR. Yep. we took you. No, I'm day. I'm day to day. But not you went off of LTIR. Now day to day. Okay. Yep. I'm minute to minute. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. For Mister Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli, and this is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. See you tomorrow. Go, Abs. Go.